0: Anyway, excited to be with you. We've been seeing the Holy Spirit just rock places, so I hope you're okay with that and just go for it. Yeah. And, uh, but just want to honor you all. I get it. Some people are a little bit mindful in these days of everything. I don't see it here a whole lot, which is awesome, but we were just up in, uh, man, where were we? I was in. Yeah. Yeah. I was over in, uh, North Carolina yesterday, ministering a really powerful time. We, we, uh, my son, Judah and I took a bunch of plane rides and rental cars and we, to be able to be with you today. Uh, but before that was Maine, no, Indiana and Maine anyway. But since the world's been locked down, when things open back up, the Holy Spirit's been, move, been moving powerfully. So I just want to raise your expectancy. And, and uh, but first off, I just want to honor Joyce again, if we give her a hand. And, uh, <laughs> um, I can tell you we're going to get to heaven one day. I've probably said this before, but the fruit that's time upon- what is that buddy? Uh, The fruit that's in, on, and upon their lives will will blow people's minds. I think often we look at quantity and outward numbers and logistics and heaven's in it, but not always limited to it by any means. I was just sitting here in worship thinking, man, I wouldn't mess with Lisa in the Spirit for anything. (laughs) She's no joke, man. I was like, you know, I'm on her team. But they carry uh, such an in tune now heartbeat with God and tap in by inter- intercession prophetically, which is dangerous. I'm telling you, a lot of things that shift around in nations because of ministries like this right here, and you never know until you get to heaven one day. Really? They'll move mountains by the Spirit because they tap into it in prophetic intercession. It's just so powerful. So just honor you guys, love you dearly. You know that. It's all that's upon your life, and such an honor I'll be back with you. Um, It's funny, I do have a word. I know it's for this weekend. I just saw it yesterday by vision and shared it in Wilkesboro. And it's for this weekend. Uh, And really this month, but this weekend, uh, by vision out of Judges chapter 7. You don't have to turn there. But it's also, at least was praying about, it's definitely, I believe, individually can be applicable for your personal life with something over the body right now that the Lord's breaking, that breakthrough things you're tapping into. Obviously, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of the news and everything like that just because I don't like the noise of anything other than Jesus in my in my world, you know? But I'm not naive. I don't live in a case, so I get it. But um, I'm just really caught up with his voice, his presence, the news real of heaven. And that's where truth resides. And so, and if you shall know the truth, the truth shall set you free. So I just encourage you guys, while you have, there's a lot of loud bullhorns out there right now, and currents and movements and voices stay on the mainstream of his voice right now Is he's speaking loud and clear and intimate and he's not taken back by surprise at all it was just on a um also what joyce touched on i was just on a what do you call them with patricia king the other day the vision the zoom things and the yeah it's funny those are becoming real like <laughs> yeah, popular you feel like the brady bunch up in there there's squares everywhere you're looking at my like, faces and, like, <laughs> like what in the world and I'm not I'm technically challenged big time like I just send me the link and tell me what to do I'll click it and end up in there half the time but for the longest time my name has been like all connected in lower cases you couldn't even make out what my name was and so somebody like tweaked it praise the Lord but um but yeah she was saying a vision she had where she saw fire hitting the earth and judgments I mean the Lord the Lord does not play games and I hope you guys know that if you're reading the same book I am he's very patient and kind and merciful but the Bible also says behold the kindness and severity of the Lord and you better believe he doesn't play games when unrighteous things are going on true true justice by heaven is made known and he'll He'll put down his trump card when he needs to and uh, but she saw that just what you said that the Psalms too. he sits in the heavens and laughs and begin to dominate and let things rule into his favor and so um, he's not taking back by surprise right now. Just so you guys know, there's a lot of noise. But often when the enemy's playing strong hands, it's because God's got a you know a stronger hand coming. Yeah. And so there's a move of God. I'm telling you, you can sense it. It's like on the brink of exploding. God's already moving powerfully. You guys know what I mean. But on I think levels unprecedented, like we've never seen before. So I just want you to be excited about that. But um, I want to honor my son. You want to stand up, Judah? Give him a hand. He just turned 17. <laughs> Uh, super proud of him he's eating me out of house and home so anything you send donations to the ministry send it for our grocery bill (laughs) 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 he's like he's never full. me and zoe my daughter sorry she couldn't make it this time but she uh she'll be i'll be in north carolina again next week and she'll be with me on that one but uh we're like we just had dinner we're like we're full we ate dinner you know, you can hear him rustling around in the pantry like, bro, we just hey." He's coming out with a plate full of snacks and just going for part two, you know. I don't even have kids around 16, 17, especially boys, and they can just throw it down. Maybe girls too, but yeah, so that's that's where we're at with that. And uh, and so, yes, yeah, so Zoe's home, just to update you guys a little bit. And since then, I can't remember if we had him when I was here last, but we have a, a bulldog now, this this chunky little English bulldog. So it's always with him now. His name's Bullseye. And uh, and I got a funny thing. I'll play it in Wilkes Bar. I'll pray for you quick. It's funny. He's, he needs the Holy Spirit, man. We found out he's not into praying in tongues. So, watch this. It's funny. I'll give you a good laugh, and then we'll, we'll get back spiritually. Um, I was preaching in uh, Indiana, yet my daughter jumps on the live stream. So, now sure she can figure out where I'm at and all that's going on. Since he's watching live and we're getting into the end part, we're about to lay hands on people, release the power of God, pray for healing in bodies. We <laughs> need healing in your bodies. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to believe for God to touch you this morning. I'm going to just go for it and lay hands on you. Is that okay? I don't really, I don't play the whole, I don't mind people that do, but the whole COVID thing, I just don't get caught up in a whole lot. Of it. Because the Bible is clear to me, you know don't mind you if you do, and and I love some of the masks. They look great on people of different colors, and I think some of them are creative, but I just don't get into a whole lot of it, so to each his own. But I do know the Bible says we're filled with the kingdom of heaven. I'm telling you, man, if we get our hands on you, heaven will hit you. The last thing you need to worry about is some other, you know, nothing but healing, power, baptism of the Holy Spirit, fire, man. He's imparting gifts, there's commissionings, and you better believe the Holy Spirit, and and like you said, the, the voice of What's going on is obviously trying to clamp and hinder a lot of that, and the opposite is happening, actually. The Holy Spirit's going to move powerfully. So anyway, we're about to jump into this time. It was a tent revival, accident-type deal. The sun was just setting, lightning bugs all over the place, and bodies flying around in the grass, and it was awesome. So, But listen to this bullseye. He's cool if you talk about glory, presence, Jesus, anything. As soon as you start praying in tongues, listen, he started barking. we got to get into the Holy Ghost. Watch this glory 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 dura na that's <laughs> Every time you pray in tongues, man, my bulldogs and a Baptist. <laughs> I know, didn't put that on his, uh, his paperwork. You know. I totally Jesus, but... so that's the latest with us. And uh, you know, my daughter's back in the home, back in the house, all down now. So we're yeah, really excited. I um, mean, just expect it. I'm not going to keep you too long. I'll talk to you briefly some prophetic things and. Release the word of the Lord, and then we'll just lay hands on you guys, if that's okay. I just want to honor leadership, and however you guys want to do it. Actually, I'll follow, follow Joyce's lead on that. So. But also, feel free to, if you don't want prayer, we can, you know you can receive the anointing there. I just want to honor you, so I get all that. The Bible says, while Peter yet spoke, the Holy Spirit fell on people. So you can receive, it's just by faith as well. But the laying on of hands is really big, biblically as well. And I just want to encourage you guys. You see it all throughout. as a precedent in Scripture of transference of gifts, impartations, commissionings that happen. You see in Acts 13, the Apostle Paul, that we all know to be two-thirds of the New Testament, crazy authority. Him and and Barnabas were actually under the titles of a teacher and a prophet at first. Acts 13, they fasted and prayed. Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Paul and Barnabas. And so it says they fasted and prayed some more, laid hands, and the Holy Spirit sent them. And an apostle is a sent one. So they, their literal titles were changed in one chapter by the laying on of hands. Acts 14, you hop over and it says, Apostles, Paul and Barnabas. Isn't that interesting? How many of you need a title change over your destiny by the Spirit? I'm telling you, don't, you don't want to turn that down. Jacob had one, got a new name. Because when it happens in the Spirit, there's an authority that comes with fresh commissioning. And so... Uh, just would would encourage you guys in that. So, um, so yeah, what it was yesterday, and I'm still going to hammer some recent stuff from the Lord, but this is really, I saw it in a vision yesterday morning. Um, in a vision, I, I was in prayer and I saw, and you guys know the prophetic here, you get it in pictures and, and the revelatory. Okay, stop me if, if some of it doesn't make sense, though. I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm easy. But in prayer, I see, This right hand slash arm go up into the air and then interchange back into a trumpet and back and forth. And the emphasis was on the right arm, the right hand, and the trumpet of God. I'm like, man, I've never. uh, It was just great emphasis on the right hand, the right arm, and the trumpet. Uh, Came out of it, and I know the right arm of the Lord is throughout scripture often, so are trumpets, but both connected, I, I never knew to be in the word. So I looked it up, and sure enough, there's only one place in all of the Word where you see the right arm connected to the trumpet. And this is Judges chapter 7, starting in 18 through 20, Just is this July 7th month, 18th was, it, was it yesterday through this weekend that we're in. And the Lord speaks to me like this, and I love it, because listen to me, the Word is the flawless, inerrant Word of God. Timothy says it's spirit-breathed. All Scripture is spirit-breathed. I don't mean, you know this is the plumb line. Listen to me right now. It sounds, well, of course, brother, but no, let, like get a grip now. And that, trust me with where things are going. Uh, a word I heard early this year that the the tickling ears are going to start going for myths and, and skewed truths as these days increase quickly. The word of God, listen to me, is this is the plumb line, period. This thing does not change. I don't care what society, culture throws at you, what's popular. There's even certain... Um, Slants on, on doctrines that people say, well, it's just not relevant. That was the cultural slant from the day. No, Jesus, the Word of God stands. You guys hear me? I know this is tough for some, but don't come off of this. Dig your heels into the Word. I can feel it now more than ever. And, and don't come off of this thing. Jesus, you could tell him to speak to the disciples through them into our generation. He's the God in all of time. So when this thing was written, authored by the Holy Spirit, it was for all of time. There is no irrelevance to it. You guys tracking with me? Hallelujah. Oh, yes. So, anyway, I love it. It always stands to be true. The word, the Bible. We've got to fall in love with the word like never before. I've been seeing us speak on this. I want to encourage you guys to fall more in love with the Bible now more than ever than you than you ever have before. It's just devour it. Old Testament through the New. The Psalms, Proverbs, just devour the Word of God. So we know it's 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 always applicable. But when he speaks in a now word according to it. It really takes it up a whole notch. And so also I believe it's chapter 7 verse 20 is when the trumpets are finally blown. That is the seventh month of of the year 2020 that we're in right now. And it's very pivotal. And I also want to pray that at the end. Basically, I'll read it to you in a second, but just to give you the backdrop. This is where Gideon, who would be representative of us individually and the body of Christ at large. They were under bondage by the Midianites. We all know this story. And if you read back in chapter six, it says for seven years, the Bible goes out of its way to mention they were in bondage in this this capped out um, diminishing of their presence for seven years. Seven is the year of completion. It's it's the number of completion. And then all of a sudden he commissions Gideon in Judges chapter six. You remember that angel comes up? Yeah. Well, verse uh, 18. Watch, I'll start reading it to you real quick. Is where the right arm and the uh, trumpet come into play. Something's gonna break, you can feel it. We did this yesterday in the the meeting. And uh, I believe it's gonna apply personally and corporately for the the body. start in, I'm going to start back in 15. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped before the Lord. He'd snuck over to their camp, the Midianites. They had a dream that Gideon was going to take them out. He's like, praise God, they've already fear's already settling in. So it says then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, get up for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. He divided the 300 men into three groups and gave each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. Then he said to them, keep your eyes on me. When I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. As soon as I and those with me blow the ram's horns, blow your horns too. All uh, around the entire camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. It was just after midnight, after changing of the guard, when Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp, Suddenly, they blew the ram's horns. Listen, this is 19. This is, I was just in 7.18 yesterday. Today 7.19 and into tomorrow. And uh, they blew the trumpet, shouted the sword for the Lord and for Gideon. But, but watch this. They, they broke their clay jars back in 19. Watch verse 20. Then all three groups blew their horns and broke their jars. They held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in their right hands. This is the only biblical application for the right hand in the trumpet, for the horn in all of uh, Scripture. And so yesterday, yesterday morning, I'm waiting upon the Lord and I go into a vision where I'm seeing them interchangeably. And then after they do this, they basically blow the horn. They're under the commission of the Lord, there's a break. This is the breaking point of the completion of the oppression that was over them. How many of you have felt oppressed for a season? And you can see it starting to corporately play itself over the body and hold the the church in. And I'm telling you, this weekend and this month, in this 20th year, really, really big right now by the Spirit, that we, like Lisa said too, we don't succumb and submit. The Lord didn't just say, that month it'll happen. No, they had to get up and and break against it by application and and yieldedness by the Spirit. And so when they blew the uh, trumpets, crashed the clay torches in their left hand, It says immediately the Midianites went into like kicking an anthill over, just frantic. Fear hit the place. They turned sword upon sword and ran, and they were free. The Amplified Classic says it this way, and I love it. It says they had the torches in their left hand, trumpets in their right. That way they would have no hand left to carry a sword, meaning the Spirit had to do it. That's the only place. Often you see in the Word, they also have to go to war and they they yield their swords. But in this, it's a Zechariah 4, not by your own might or strength, but by the Spirit of the Lord. By His power is going to be done. And at the end, I want to pray corporately, but there's something to do with the completion over an oppressed window that's been over individuals, Gideon types, and the church that's trying to to, uh, hem us in that the Lord's wanting to break right now. Does that make sense to you guys? And the Spirit's gonna do it, so I would definitely want to pray into that in a second. But it's the trumpets in the right hand. I don't even know if y'all have a trumpet here. They had one yesterday. It'd be awesome if anybody has one. Or it's okay if you don't. But we'll pray and believe for it to break and shift. And I don't want to lay hands on you guys. But you can see this seven-year completion. There's like a completion of a time that's that's hemmed some of you in. How many of you have felt this this oppression on some of you for a season? It doesn't mean it had to be a full seven years. It's just a completed time that the Lord's done with it. Um, Does that make sense to you guys? Awesome. So um, let me jump back to Genesis 35 and just tell you something the Lord spoke to me. It it, it just highlighted in a fresh way. We want to hammer just for a little bit. Uh, Again, the the caliber at which I've been hearing the Lord's voice to his people has really cranked up a notch. And this, please hear. Listen, I'm telling you by I won't eat up the whole time through experiences, but the Lord's really going out of his way right now. His tone's changing. He's so compassionate, merciful, true, long-suffering, full of mercy. But he's not playing games right now. And I kind of like it because I don't care what tune he's on, he's everything. You speak, you're the one with words, you know, of eternal life, Peter says. I don't care how you're talking when or what, just speak. You are the man that comes down from heaven. I love you, and all I can tell you is I see that severity side of him coming out more. The Bible says, "Behold the kindness and severity of God," and that severity side starting to shine forth. And I'm like, "Okay, let's ride that current." He's not playing games right now. You think the enemy's yakking loud? Nah. I'm telling you, December, and sorry, I don't mean to get heavy. It gets exciting. I don't want it to be. I'm not a doom and gloom guy at all. You know, it's an authority like we're on the side that cannot be shaken. So you can try all you want. Talk as loud as you want. Get noisy, noisy, noisy. But the realm I walk, the path we stay on is unshakable. So not not a smart move. Not a smart move right now. You do not want to be found on either side of the fence of the unshakable kingdom. I'm telling you, there's shaking happening right now. And you just want to adhere to and grit. Cut the fat out right now. Listen, the things that don't matter, they don't matter. That's the whole point. I mean, even in our lives, we're just starting to really thin out, get less, just with your schedule, the busyness, the stuff that doesn't matter. You can tell it's like no wayside with you. Wayside, just our time, our focus, energy, Mm -hmm. intimacy, you know, the Lord, obedience, and just cut the fat out and go for it. And then what you're going to find is a company, this rare breed right now, this bridal company. Like Joyce touched on, come out of combat boots that are (coughs) full of humility. You know, don't hear me wrong. We're not one of those. We love people. Humility. We get the, the battles way beyond humanity. It's in it's in the spirit realm. But so infatuated with the Lord, so adhering to the kingdom and the kingdom only, it's when stuff gets shaken, you elevate. And people are their minds are going to be blown. I'm seeing it happen right now. In the, in as things have been shaking, we're only elevating momentum. And I'm like, what's happening? Because you love Jesus. Persecution, fine. No persecution, fine. Just Jesus. And um it, which reminds me in our prophetic word, I feel presence, man. I just get excited on Jesus. And, uh, but uh, I remember early this year some of the things we had seen for, for um, 2020, which honestly, I, I doubt it. This is just my logical mind, if I'm really honest with you guys. A lot of times I'll see things prophetically, and I'm kind of like, yeah, we'll see. I'll journal it. But I remember we we're on a cruise ship. We do this event, big thing on a big glory shindig on a cruise ship. We just all get stuck on there and go for it. It's awesome. And, and uh, I was praying with some buddies of mine. I'm Eric Gilmore, a lot of you know him, dear dear friend. Michael Kowalski. So, so we locked up one day and we were praying. And uh, that's right when this whole COVID thing hit. So we didn't know we're on the Caribbean. Just uh, <laughs> we kind of missed the book. Oh, were some of you on that? Oh, no way! That's awesome. Yeah, we were in our own little world. Yeah, so we didn't know. Until I stepped off the ship and it was like, man, it was crazy. Lightsaw bottles and masks, and it was just like, what just happened? It just instant. I knew they checked her temperature for it on the boat, but I was like, okay, that was all right. Anyway, so, uh, but we get on the the boat, we spend time in prayer, and I saw this thing that I, that basically how the NBA was going to shut down, uh, but I didn't even. You, didn't, you just prophetically run it off as something. Two days later, it shuts down. We're still on the ship. Eric had to remind me. He's like, "Bro, remember that thing you saw?" I had oh, no. You just some of this stuff's on such a large scale; it's never been done before. You think, "How is that going to play out?" Uh, but a, another one, I'll, I'll tell you, and I feel like it's going to increase, which excites me. Because I just know the Bible, and I love it. I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I'm like a Bible guy. I love Jesus, and I love what He's doing any given season. The fun, the good, the bad, the ugly. He's amazing. He's, He's the one that says, Take up your cross, follow me, deny yourself. That's Bible. He's also the one that says, Come to me, those who are weary, yes. heavy laden. Job 29, 6, he loves to bathe our feet with butter. So sort we're of sliding around in ease and acceleration and grace. I love it all. So just give me all the Bible, a good dose of it, and let's just go for Jesus. So uh, early this year, I remember I slipped into a vision where I was, it, it would have been from lap view, so to speak, from, from the Lord and I could see his palms opened up. And in each palm was a cross, kind of engraved in his palms, but they were simultaneously the the letter T's, the lowercase letter T. Again, this is the prophetic sign of how it'll speak to me. Which is the 20th letter of the alphabet. So I knew it had to do with 20, 20, two T's in both palms, 20, 20. And was a cross in his palm, both palms. He puts his hands together, it was like December, our first thing this year. hope to pray as if to pray to us. The Bible says he's our intercessor. He intercedes and he's the mediator in heaven. I mean, you know, he's not just sitting up there like drinking lemonade. It's like this <laughs> this thing's for where real. Up. I remember John Paul Jackson, an amazing prophet. Honor him, as gen- was a general. Honor him dearly. I got, got to meet him, me and Michael Paul. like, the year before he passed at his office, he had jelly beans in his office. I thought that was awesome. I was like, man, I just would he ate. Maybe they were for looks, but... He, uh, <laughs> y'all know I'm all over the place, <laughs> but uh, he was, just his eyes, number one, are like, whoa, and uh, I'm telling you, he carried the fear of the Lord, and he did play games, so loving, compassionate, it was almost like he wanted to talk for longer, he was, he was such a hunger, and it was a hunger pulling like little kids in a candy store, and uh, such an amazing man of God, but he hammered intimacy. He said, and he crushed the hyper-grace thing. I'll say that We've got a two-hour conversation. He was not fond of the hyper-grace movement. Detrimental and uh, intimacy, character, things like this. But he went on to be with the Lord, obviously. And if you know his story, he was a sign, he was birthed as a sign and a wonder in the 11th month from his mother's womb. I don't know if you all knew that. He was Because he the, the Lord spoke to him and his mom. He, he was in his mom's womb for 11 months as a sign of being a prophet of an 11th hour prophet in the earth. Wow. So if he passed and he's in the 11th hour, you guys tracking with me? Time short. Sure. And I'm excited. Um, you know, I just think the days are nearer than, than we, we think. And you can tell the Lord just shifted gears instantly as the world did as well. When the enemy's playing heavy cards it's because the Lord's up to something. Obviously that's always the dead giveaway. Um, you know moses came and then here comes the mediums trying to match him it's always the enemy playing catch up with the lord that he never has the say so or the front car and uh but anyway born born as an 11th month prophet but he, he wanted to be with the lord and paul keith davis another amazing man of god i want to check all these guys and their stuff out he got caught into a visionary experience where he saw john paul in heaven as a cloud of witness orchestrated kingdom work yeah, he said it was business, man. Business. So you don't just sit up there and sip lemonade by the heavenly tropical trees by the beach or you know what I mean? This thing's for real. And uh and you can sense it with the Lord. So I see the Lord pray, opens his hands, and now the crosses are upside down. The T's, which I knew immediately, and I came out of the vision, I knew immediately we were trained this in Bible College. Uh John the uh, fox's Book of Martyrs. You can check recorded history that Peter was the one known to have been crucified upside down. If you all know that, because uh, he he didn't feel worthy to be crucified as his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He went to get crucified. They said, No, no, no. He wasn't even denying. Look, he, he he knew the model of the Lord. Accept persecution. Blessed are those that are persecuted. You know, you wanna break up my house and steal stuff? Nah, I may, <laughs> I may put you in the hospital and I'm teasing but, but for the gospel, you take persecution. Sorry, I'm just being real, being um, But the gospel, you know what I mean? It's a different story. So he got crucified upside down because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified as the Lord Jesus did. And you see this on and on in this repetition, but the Lord was telling me, he says, look, I, I died first, 2020. Uh, I was crucified, but now I'm praying for you persecution is coming to you all in 2020. And I, I'll be honest, I, and we released it. It's on our prophetic for 2020. I was thinking, eh, we'll see, you know. Just honestly, this is how I logically work, you know. Uh, I'll hear the Lord do my best to be a messenger. And it's still super, mega mild in the West. We know that. But I'm telling you, the Lord's projecting and seeing where it's going. And I believe it will only increase. Not a doom and gloom God Bible guy. But Now's not the time to be playing tiddlywinks in the Holy Ghost. You guys know what I mean? My point is, man, we got to go for it. Young and old, there's no better time to have been alive. I'm telling my kids, man, I'm I'm just, this is how I raise them. I'm making tacos with my daughter. I'm like, little babe, don't ever forget. She's 18, beautiful, loves the Lord. All we know is Jesus, and I don't want us to know anything else. And I said, look, don't ever forget this. And it wasn't a heavy thing. we're, We're having tacos. She knows. We don't do fear and all that stuff. We just do the word. But I was telling her straight up, I said, listen, two things. Don't ever forget this. Never stop falling over and over again madly in love with Jesus. Number one, always follow him. I I told her this out of my own mouth. I said, said, look, if I ever veer off, don't follow me. Jesus is who you follow. Madly in love He's everything. No matter what the voice is, whoever's doing whatever, Jesus is who you follow. Number two, never deny it. Because I know where our next generation is going. We've had dreams where Judah was preaching Hey guys, welcome. Uh, we're Judah, and, and as the days increase in preaching in hardcore hard persecution, you know, which to me is beautiful. It's like that we'd be counted worthy. That's how I see it in the word. And um, so never deny him. Jesus said, this is some of the harder stuff. And, and again, sorry, I'll I, I let lo- y'all know I love all of it, the oil of joy. And we've, we still see that break out, love it all, the goodness of God. But also I've seen his tone change and it's for our own good because he loves us dearly. And he knows where it's kind of the games. It's sort of like if you had a full basketball season, and it meant a lot, it, and it's, it always does. But then it kicked into playoffs. So yeah, it means a little more now. You can feel that, and then it's like, well, we got into the West Coast Finals. So it's on the West Coast. We'll say that. And it just you can feel that notch amped up a lot right now, and you don't want to be caught. Because I'm telling you, there's a current that the Lord's looking for. He's testing people right now in a good way. Uh, or you can pass them. You know the Lord doesn't test people, but He's watching those that He can He can entrust right now and empower, and to launch into this next season. And if you're not careful, you can miss this current where He's trying to take us to. Does that make sense? Yes. I'll probably bring into it Matthew 25. I've been on this. And I can just have been on this. The ten bridesmaids. But you see it there most beautifully to me, and one of the most profound parables the Lord ever brought. But. Um, just want to encourage you guys right now, your children, and everything, again, just to go all in. And purity is big. Listen, that's where I was going in Genesis 35. Uh, again, in his goodness, but I I can just sense it. He's he's doing many things. We know that. But he's looking through the seven burning spirits before the throne and longing for his bride to be prepared and made ready. Ephesians 5.27 is crystal clear. It says he'd be washed by the water of the word without spot or wrinkle. And in his likeness and reflection, he longs. Who may ascend the hill of God? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. So he's longing for purity. Not browbeating, condemning, none of that. He's like he's wooing us by love. His, his loving kindness leads us to repentance. Love covers a multitude of sins. So it's not a, a guilty condemnation thing. He just He's going to have a pure bride. So listen to this, uh, there's many verses, but this one was fresh again the other day, Genesis 35, that I love. The Bible says, then God said to Jacob, get ready and move to Bethel and settle there. Sometimes God says something that seems so simple and to the point, but what he really means is very, very deep. And you see uh, you see Jacob pick it apart in the next uh, s- section of this passage I'm going to read to you all. But I propose many of us, Bethel, the house of God, where he first met him, back to that you know, authentic place. I propose many of us the Lord's calling back there now. Even that, you see uh, two slots of completion years that Jacob was just in under Laban. You remember that? For uh, Was it Rachel and Leah? Seven years, another seven years. When they completed, God says, look, I'm calling you back now to Bethel. So I propose many of us the Lord's calling back to a house of God type place a new place of encounter, and experience, and death, a new launching pad for destiny, where his voice is crystal clear, and his, his presence is prominent, and there's an authority that comes with it, but God said to him, get ready first, and then move to Bethel. There's a getting ready first. Listen, Revelation says the bride makes herself ready. You understand? A lot of this... And that's where the, the secret friendly thing or the hyper grace goes sometimes. And I know they mean well. a lot of verses to back it, but that we want the full word of God. And there's a cooperation. We know we can't live pure without his grace and the Holy Spirit, his empowerment to live pure. But there's also a you throwing off those sins that so easily entangle you, you know, and to get up to that highway of holiness. So God says, get ready, move to Bethel. I'm thinking, sweet, pack up your stuff and move. That's how I would interpret that. Listen to what Jacob knew he was really saying in there. So Jacob told everyone in his household, this, is, this was Jacob's interpretation of get ready. And I can, I can feel it for the body right now. Individually wow. in the body, the Lord said to get ready. Listen, wake up. He prepared us because he's trying to take us higher. But if you're not ready, though, you can miss the window. Where, where is that in scripture? The five fullest bride had Got a door shut right in their face. Yes. That's Bible, red letters, Jesus. And again, sorry, does this get too heavy? <laughs> I, try to keep, I want to keep it light, but it, it excites me because it's like things are, they feel like they count more and it's his goodness. But watch this, get ready, Jacob. I want you to move the buffalo. but get ready first. Jacob, so Jacob told everyone in his household, get rid of all your pagan idols. Purify yourselves. And put on clean clothing. That's what he interpreted as get ready. Jacob knew. He's like, oh no, when God says get ready, I know what he means. He's taking us to the highway of holiness. He's bringing in the John the Baptist to set crooked paths straight so Jesus can really walk in. And that's what he's after and it's beautiful, man, because people are starting to glisten with the reflection of Jesus out of purity. Not out of legalism, striving. You can't without the Lord. That's why intimacy that I'm going to hit in a second is vital. Obviously. Otherwise, you will be striving and you'll never be able to live free. But there is a cooperation. Purify yourselves, Jacob said. Uh, he says, we are now going to Bethel, where I will build an altar to God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So you see, God's been with us in all these seasons. But you can feel it now. He's like, look, now though, get ready. I'm calling you to go to this next place in me. You've got to get ready, though. Like that That's a big part of it. So they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings, and he buried them under the great uh, tree near Shechem. As soon as purity brought, got brought into the equation, meaning the burial of those little foxes, those sins that so easily entangle us. And we've all been there. we get We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. This is not a condemning thing. This is just like, yeah, Jesus, help me. And we reset, man, and be lost into you. We reflect you into the earth right now. I don't know if any of you, I don't want to get to heaven one day and be like, man, I just made it through, you know? Or just could have, would have, nah. Like you can't get back yesterday. We just want to go all in. Otherwise, what are we doing? So as soon as he buried them under the tree, it says in the very next verse, watch what it triggered. As they set out a terror from God spread over the people in all the towns of that area so no one attacked Jacob's family. New covenant would look like this. The the fear of God in you brings about the fear of God upon you. And there's authority that comes. You start mowing through enemy camps untouched. You just come in authority. A lot of noise, that's fine. But there's purity. But when there's open doorways, you know, the Bible says submit to God first, then resist the devil and he'll flee. So if there's areas where earrings or whatever are still present, that area is not submitted, so the enemy has an ability and access point. You guys talking with me? As soon as they were buried, it's like bam, very next verse. It didn't say, yeah, they light their load, now they can go freely to Bethel. No, it went out of its way to say this terror was upon its authority. And I'm telling you, this is coming back on the body of Christ through the fear of the Lord. I'm telling you, this company, persecution will come, but there's going to be like this breed's different though. You can't shake them, they don't get upset, they feel a joy. There's a different look in their eye, mm-hmm. and even within the fear of the Lord is coming back upon, in the body of Christ to be upon us, and you're going to see Ananias, Sapphira type stuff again. Sorry, but that's Bible, and uh, I'm telling you, real authority, it is going to come back. Lately, I've been stirred again by the early stories of like John G. Lake, yeah. some of these guys that they said would tapped into the powers of the age to come. John G. Lake was walking in an era that was unknown, it, it, it unprecedented at his time. I and mean, the Bible talks about the powers of the age come, there would be a plague that would go through South Africa where he was. He was in Washington State, it, is in, a, where is it in From Washington, yeah, in the back, hey, yeah. He was up in, yes, Spokane. My buddy Todd here, Leah, they're amazing. He's a powerful man of God. They're gonna follow all he's doing. Um, but yes, Spokane, he's in Washington, and it's recorded by, I wanna say the mayor, that it was the healthiest city in our nation at that time because of the power of God. They had healing rooms and just raw power. But even back in South Africa, they said he'd put on a suit, get up, look in the mirror, and he'd say, God lives in that man. And it was such a reality that God lived in him. He was a walking around God bomb. Plagues start sweeping through the air. This wasn't some little COVID nonsense. Sorry, but, but this was not some little... you know. Anyway. I'm not trying to undermine anything. I'm just saying, that we have the, the Holy... Spirit of God within us, the kingdom of heaven, the Bible. It, you know, I, I was at an airport recently, Judah was with me, and I, I accidentally broke the six foot thing up by some lady. And I forget, man. I, don't, I just I don't think about it. and uh, you can tell she was like, Well, get away from me. You know, just go away. You're too close. The, the fear, poor thing, you know. And I'm like, Lady, if I breathe on you, you are going to get the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing you need to worry about. Not arrogant, but, you know, the the, of the book of John. Uh, Jesus said, He says, He breathed on the disciples. People don't like that in prayer, but Jesus did it. It's just Jesus' model, that's all. I think it works. Because the Spirit's the breath, the Ruach of God. He said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So, uh, anyway, the king. of heaven. So, he, he, the plague was sweeping through. Plague. Definitely plague taking out people. He goes right up to the doctors of the time. He says, Look, look at that plague under the microscope check it and looked at it it's alive alive and well taking people out deadly plague he says all right I put it in my hand barehanded puts it in his hand says now check it puts it right back in the telescope read this for your own John G Lake died on the spot when it touched him and he says the spirit of Christ lives in me I'm telling you live it's you have no idea you do but you know what I'm saying the, the living Christ the resurrection power that was in Christ lives in us they said there were times where the press of the people would become so strong for healing, to be healed. He would just lay hands on like a tree stump or a rock, release the anointing. in is Acts chapter 19, verse 11, where it says, God did extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, where he would just take handkerchiefs, pray for them, and give them to people. They'd touch people with the handkerchiefs. Devils would come flying out, shrieking healings and bodies. So people would just go touch the rock and be healed. He could go on about his day. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth, any anyway, of these generals, I can tell you there's an army about to come out of the woodworks, that are fearless, full of the Holy Spirit and power, rooted in deep intimacy, the bride, full of humility and character, not arrogant at all, that's never a good thing, full of humility, baptized in love, loves all of humanity, but you just can't mess with them. You better take them out by persecution because that's about the only thing. You know what I mean? And then you just, they just graduated to see their king. Their prime king. It's like, that was a bad move. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. But but listen to this. The fear of the Lord and purity. Another one, um, you know, again, I'll start to land it. The Second Timothy 2, Paul writes to Timothy. He says, I'll read this because it's beautifully written. It's written. <coughs> How have you guys been, though? Uh, <laughs> has it been good, though? Is it, is it Williams still over in Williams? No. No, right, right, but y'all are still in Williams. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah, nice, because I love it. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. The weather's amazing. Like, we were closer, and then you start coming this way, it gets a little dusty <laughs> as you go further to Phoenix. But um, watch this. This is another one that I just believe. Um, Really hits at home. Second Timothy two verse nineteen, and I'll read from there. But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone. With this inscription, the Lord knows those who are His. I'm preaching this one a lot. And all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. It's over and over again in Scripture where you turn away, you purify yourself, you the bride prepares herself. It's a cooperation. Often you hear this deception of like, well, if the Lord wants to take it away, He'll take it away. And, and, and there's an intimate place of the secret place where there's a holding on to little foxes too and the Lord like no give me those all that uh, those who are the Lord's must turn away from evil this is the foundation stone and Paul goes on to write in a wealthy home some utensils are made of gold and silver and some are made of wood and clay the expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are for everyday use. How many want to be a cheap utensil for everyday use? Said <laughs> nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the gold and some of the special ones, Paul's highlighting here. You can, be, you can make it into heaven with a bunch of baggage. And he still loved you, and you, but no thanks, man. I don't want to run with the company. I want to love you and bless you, but probably from a distance. I'm just being honest with you. I don't. I want the company, man, that it just they're infatuated with him. They want it to count. Jesus, whatever you say, however you say it goes, you guys are talking with me, and I want, I want to I convey this same I want more, you know. And and this is what Paul's saying here to Timothy. He says, the expensive expensive utensils are used for special occasions. Special ops. It's basically the prophetic word you got yesterday. They're special forces. And uh he nailed you to the wall. My son just got nailed to the wall. which uh, just preaching, and persecuted God didn't even know anything about all this. But anyway. Expensive utensils used for special occasions; cheap ones for everyday use watch this. There's only one prerequisite Paul All-knowing my gospel. He says my gospel the revelation that Paul had was pristine and endless on so many levels and layers But in this passage right here to be a special utensil I don't even want to be a special utensil in the kingdom in this last hour There's only one prerequisite There's one in this recipe to make it work Watch this next verse. He says if you keep yourself pure you will be a special utensil for honorable use, not everyday use. Again, that's okay. I'll love you and bless you and honor you anyway. I don't know everyday use is still being used, but I can sense his company, he's calling up to honorable use. And the only thing, I'm like kind of encouraged by that because I know I need the Lord. I'm a nutcase without the presence of God, just so you know, you know what I mean. I need him bad. I can tell when I'm low presence. Meter, I'm not good. Traffic is not a good one to put me in. Jude tell you the way your dude's honking at me. Like, oh Jesus! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bless the Lord. Love you too. You know. But anyway, uh, but if you keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean. Listen. Also, boldness comes. It says the righteous are bold as a lion. When the righteousness is hindered, the boldness diminishes. And we don't need timid folks right now in this hour. Because then shame comes and the enemy's voice gets loud and none of that's from God, by the way. There's another uh, other side to the spectrum in the same context that I love to bring forth that, listen, the Lord's merciful. He remembers your sins no more. You you, you repent and turn and it's like he's, he's a loving, compassionate Father. He's so good. Thank God, right? He He, you know, Your sins are as far from the east as to the west. Uh, love covers sin. It, oh, this is another one out of First Corinthians 13. Love keeps no record of wrong. Isn't that amazing? Uh, There's an amazing man of God one generation ago, Roland Blunt, uh, had these crazy encounters with, with the Lord. He was a pastor. He loved the Lord, a good old pastor. Went into his office one day, and the Lord just picked him. I can tell why. I'll listen to old YouTube videos. They just have audio, mostly. And he's got sauce on his voice. You can tell the presence. I can tell him people have been with him. Yes. Oh, he uses the anointing. This humility and presence, and it just stirs me. But he was in his office one day, bam, he thought he went into a nap, but he went out into this encounter, got taken to heaven, angelic experiences throughout, for all kind of prophecies. But one of the most profound was, Gabriel came to him like 27 times. Hey, how are you guys? Good, good. Where are you from? Yes. Phoenix. Wow, that's where I'm going after this. Awesome. <laughs> it's warm there. Yeah, awesome. Welcome. We, you can come on in or we'll sit wherever. Well, I have you can take my chair or whatever. Um, <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. So he gets to heaven, Roland Buck. He's, he gets up there and, and he was shown record books in the heavens over the generals, and the Lord began to let him look through them. Abraham, Isaac, David, Samson. You know all the generals, and they were you know Roland Buck's like Lord these are wrong, these record books are wrong like I don't, where's when Abraham lied about Sarah, his wife, David yeah, but she When they. they weren't in there, because none of their and, and God says I don't keep records of wrong love keeps no record of wrong and you don't repent, of course you know, so you'll run into the Lord one day and that's recently my uh, Judah, we finished the Daniel Fest as a family, and he saw the Jesus as judge listen to me, my own son was in tears telling me I don't want to see him like that again and that's why I've been watching his voice. He's, he's going around me to this younger generation. He's not playing games right now. And it's the same Jesus. He's so loving. But it, Judah saw him. And you, you've got to come through Jesus to the Father. That's why it says, nobody comes to the Father but through me. John chapter 5. The Father judges no one. All authority has been given to the Son. He's so loving and compassionate. But also, it's like, we've got to make this count, guys. You know, Don't worry about the past, the mistakes, the shortcomings. We've all fallen short. But right now, this day, this day, keep ourselves pure dive into intimacy like never before and watch this launching pattern for what's to come the best days are ahead so he's reading through the record books they're not there praise god isn't that encouraging abraham all these generals guys like I don't, I don't keep records of Rome. And you say i don't know how biblical that is love keeps the record of Rome. but also when you get time read hebrews 11 it's the hall of faith or all the generals right it names them all sarah's even in there and she's accounted they're all counted as like righteousness faithful and generals, and nowhere does it mention any of the shortcomings. Sarah, when she laughed and doubted, none of them. It. It's the new covenant lens by which God sees you. And it's, again, we don't con- condone compromise at all. You guys hear me, I'm, I'm just bringing both to balance. I want you to be free because the devil's a liar. He'll lock people in, shame, guilt, not having you doing anything. It's not from the voice of God at all. He sees you through the blood of Jesus. He's like, you're perfect. You're, oh, there's this other beautiful, the New Living Translation puts it best. in Hebrews, it says, that God has forever made perfect those that are being made holy. I knew when I first read that, I said, Man, typo, Paul. Like, how did you, how, what? You forever made perfect those that are being made holy. And that's the beauty of it, the mystery of God. In his, from his lens of perfect love through the blood of Jesus, you're forever made perfect, but you're still being made holy. Does that make sense to you guys? We walk out this this walk of salvation sanctification. So um, if you keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil for honorable use. And so I want to encourage you, this isn't the hour for just the, the, the things that may have worked in seasons prior. You know, I've been feeling this. Even last year, you could feel it more being highlighted. Um, run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living. You pursue these things. Seek first his kingdom. We all love that one. But it says, and his righteousness. And all things will be added. Listen to me. You take righteousness out of that equation, nothing's going to be added. Yes. But I'm seeking first his kingdom. I do it first. It's, it's the most amount of time in the first end of the day. But I've got a bunch of little foxes nothing's going to be added. That's a recipe right there. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Yes. Pursue righteous living and then all things will be added. And listen. You say, well, yeah, I'm not like that. I don't know if you've ever done this. I'll do this a bunch, where you, you kind of compare yourself to the really bad ones to justify yourself. I did this in the world. Carol, what's up? I just saw you. Um, but like in the world, I would do this. I was a mess, man. At the age of 20, felonies. It was bad. I was about to get locked up for a long time. You'd never think it, huh? Good. I it never happened. <laughs> You know, but I was just—I'm kind of extreme. I'm real chill by, by personality, but when I'm in something, I'm just all in. I don't really—you know—like let's just go for it. So it got caught the other way, up to the age of 20. But even then, I remember I'd be like puking, throwing up, whatever. We'd steal things, and I would think of other people that may have committed murder or something like that, and you, you're able to justify yourself. Well, this isn't the—the the lens. Obviously, we we'll want to see it through because Jesus is the perfect model, and. The fear of the Lord's coming in a, a higher caliber way, more thorough, full way right now, again, in love. it's so free. He, he's wooing us by it. But what I'm getting at is the Bible says, he, you know, who that wants, he that wants to ascend the, the hill of the Lord must have clean hands and a pure heart. Right. And even the purity of heart matters greatly right now. You'll start to hear the Holy Spirit no, 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 don't do that. Your motives are off. Why are you doing that? Don't say that about that person. You're not reading life there gossip, what we're letting into our ears. Listen, the the level, the bar of holiness is coming higher, and it's beautiful. So I want to encourage you guys practically in everyday life, start to form this habit of pleasing the Holy Spirit and knowing He's in and through you, and you want Him to reside fully. And so anything that's not pleasing to Him, that He would not be a part of, you don't want to involve yourself with. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I don't care if it's awkward. Just walk out mid conversations. It doesn't matter. You keep familiar spirits around. I <laughs> want the Holy Spirit. And we'll do, do what's pleasing to Him or not. And I get, I get it when you're witnessing and trying to touch people. Um, but Galatians 5.22 is where you see that joy, peace, love, kindness, the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, we want to yield to that. And so... Um, Oh, what time are we trying to watch here? Okay. I got all day. I don't fly out to the morning, so y'all are stuck. Like check. <laughs> I'm gonna no, totally do that to y'all. But um, but yeah, it's awesome because we were yeah, we had to catch a flight yesterday since it's about to be jammed up But feel free anytime you walk out. I definitely lay hands on whoever we'll wants prayer just believe, man, for increase in heaven. Uh, but on the, the purity slant I just want to always Hit intimacy with that, because I mean, it's the peanut butter with the jelly. You're not gonna live out pure. I just feel like sometimes that needs to be brought up, though, in a very loving way and truthful way through scripture, because if we miss that, you can really miss the mark. And this this bride he's looking for right now is these main two things I'm hearing out of him: purity, intimacy. He'll take care of the rest of how he needs to get you where he wants to get you. And I also want to encourage you guys. There's different assignments. That are being played out that look so different from person to person, and it's the exact will of God for you. You guys understand that? Don't feel like you have to be boxed in and look like somebody else or get behind a pulpit or whatever. Uh, be who the Lord has called you to be. But uh, uh, in intimacy, being a, a company that would love the Lord really, really well. And I know you're like, man, you say this every time <laughs> you're know saying it. I just don't see anything else. And I and I, I, I know I won't, won't we get to see you guys again for quite a minute? I always want to reiterate re, reiterate sorry this because I'll go through a lot of conferences. I'll see people year after year prophecy anointing the power of God. There's encounters that happen, but if this is not sustained and stabilized, I'm telling you everything will go off track soon and pretty soon. I've seen it. Listen to me. I've seen that. I see people from all walks of life, from all calibers of the world and nations, and that has nothing to do with me. I'm just grateful the Lord would use me however he would, but I just and I know me. And this right here, this mark is missed. Oh Danielle, I see you all the time on Instagram, don't I? You just clicked, light bulb just went off. So nice to meet you in person. Have I met you before? Okay, because that's that's I'm bad about that. But it just it just clicked to me. Wow. So good. God bless you. That's awesome. It just some level kind of light bulb. bulb. <laughs> But this right here, if it's not uh, stabilized, you know what I mean, I would be doing you an injustice even with myself. And so people that are radically in love with the Lord, and then from there, let the chips fall out where they do. And so uh, one of the best ones I've been seeing lately, I've been in it for a minute now, is Matthew 25. stay on there too long, but 10 bridesmaids. To me, it is the most paramount Parable of all of the Lord's uh, for me. I love them all. They're all the inerrant word of God, of course. The prodigal son, the sheep, the goats, everything. Both kingdoms. Gnashing of teeth, the wheat, the tear. But this specific, what's unique about this parable and this parable alone is it's it's the Lord being laser focused on you and I, the bride of Christ. It is 100% within the body on this one. There is no sheep or goats here. This is the church. This is where the one window that Jesus opens. He says, Hey, bride of Christ, this is you. I'm talking to you loud and clear. And it's a last hour parable. It's, it's what we're in right now. I'm telling you. And I was just ministering not too, too long ago with a different Corey Russell. Some of you may know him. He's, he comes out of the IHOP string. Powerful man of God. He carries a rich, rich anointing. He says the same thing. I was preaching on 10 bridesmaids. He said, That's the word of the Lord, man. He barrels of the world in this hour. And, uh, But you see, Matthew 24, we all know, is the last chapter of the end times that the Lord refers to. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Matthew 24 is where he says basically, you know, um, you'll start to see war famine, just the increase in signs of the times of the end. Well, the, the way the Bible was written is Jesus kept going. He didn't say, all right, pen it, boys. Stop right there. We'll pick up on chapter 25 in a week from now, you know. He was just talking through, and we broke it up into chapters, but basically after Matthew 24, Jesus kicks right into 25 about the 10 bridesmaids. Meaning, this is the company that's going to have to get through this time in this way. So he, he's highlighting, listen, in this last hour, and it's the bride. It's, it's what this whole thing culminates to. It, it's no longer the ambassadors, which it is. It's, all, it's sons and daughters of God. We're, we're all of it, but it culminates to the spirit and the bride say, come. So I love that, that Joyce is prophesying of Psalm 2 in a bridal company that the Lord is longing for. So you see in Matthew 25, you see 10 bridesmaids. 10 is the number of testing. And th- these this last hour is going to be testing. Many, if we're not full of oil. When when you're full of oil, madly in love, that you don't even know there's a test. Really? That's how deep lovers are. Man. They just fly through, like, yeah, sweet, that's awesome. Yeah, you just you're so in love. Persecution's fine. You, this is how the disciples were in the in the new covenant. It's like they, they were like, Yeah, would you got persecuted, locked up, beaten for Jesus, counted worthy. It's like, wow. And this company is going to have this, this slant about it. I'm telling you, a lot of people in the world are going to think you're a little crazy, or a lot of crazy. And that's okay, because we're crazy in love with him. Yes. Yes. And so 10 is the number of testing. Daniel says in, in the, uh, chapter 1, he says, look, test us for 10 days. The vegetables, and water, and see we, if we, we'd be true at the end. Uh, Revelation, Jesus says, look, the devil will come and test you for 10 days. So 10 is a testing number. So meaning there's a testing type window in these 10 bridesmaids that the Bible says are all going to find the bridegroom. It's you and I. How many of you are born again in here? (laughs) Everybody. Well, the 10 bridesmaids are all going the same direction to find the Lord. We're all on this journey together, basically. All dressed the same, all have lamps of first and seasoned love, that that flame that's burning bright, should be. And the only difference from Jesus' assessment between them, he splits them right down the middle, five and five. He says there was five foolish and five wise. A lot of us think, well, if I'm born again, I can't be foolish. I'm just going to be saved that. No, within the bride of Christ, there's a foolish camp by the Lord's assessment. And we just don't want to be found on that side, that's all. So five foolish, five wise, you're thinking, man, the five foolish had to, they had to have done something really foolish or just didn't have it all together. But no, they're all dressed the same, ready, lamps in their hands, going the same direction to find the bridegroom king. And it even says they all got weary from the journey and went to sleep. I would have thought, honestly, my logical mind would have said, oh, right there, the foolish fell asleep. They weren't alert and awake. But that was fine with the Lord. How do you know everyday life will bring about, you'll get, you'll get tired at times. <laughs> There's casualties. You'll, you'll rest and fall asleep and not always be alert. That's okay. The Lord's fine with it. He gets it. But he stops. He says the five foolish, the only problem that categorized them as foolish amongst the wives was they didn't have enough oil. So that shows you that the highest valued thing you want in this hour, this last day, Matthew 24 hours, is oil right now. And the only waste it was, oil. oil can only be produced in the secret place. You see it explained in the parable in a second. It's intimacy with the Lord. It's what keeps your lamp burning bright. So the Bible goes on to say, and I'll land it here. It says, they all fell asleep, and a cry came at midnight. Midnight speaks of a new day. You guys know, a new, a new hour, a new day. And the Lord comes, the bridegroom came. The shout comes, the bridegroom's here, so they all wake up. And the five wise had too much oil, they had enough. The five fullest didn't have enough oil to get through the doorway. That new Because later it says says Jesus shut the door on them, there's a doorway there. Listen to me, I'm telling you right now we're at a new doorway, a new era. All the prophets are picking up on it. Patricia, Stacy, all of them, they said it's coming, you can sense it. I have other experiences that have pointed to what's going on. But the bridegroom's not only coming, but he, there's a new installment to step through right now. And the only way through that new doorway is having too much oil. You know, study to show yourself approved, connect with oil the Lord wants you to connect. But the highest commodity right now, the most valuable thing is people with too much oil. I'm telling you, you will blow through destiny doorways like you've never seen. But if you find yourself on the company with lack of oil, doors will shut in your face. And you don't want to be found there. Not, it, it, it doesn't say anything about missing salvation, per se. But a door gets shut in this deeper realm. This bridal feast with the Lord. So it says they all woke up, and the five foolish tried to borrow some from the wise ones, and they said, "We can't give you our oil." See, I can't give you my secret place, uh, Tom. He can't give you his secret place, Todd. I mean, Joyce, there's there's a secret place carved out with just you and the Lord, and those olives. I love to liken it to, it's an olive oil that keeps these lamps bright and lit, full full on with the olive oil of the Lord. Pure virgin olive oil. These olives, I I feel like when you go in to be with the Lord, the olive tree begins to get shaken. The olives fall in His presence. His heavy glory begins to crush, the weighty presence of God begins to crush the oils and produce oil. And you you form this history with God through intimacy that produces so much oil around you but you've got too much. It's like, man, if you have extra, just give it to others. You can't. Intimacy can only be carved out with you and the Lord one-on-one. Does that make sense to you guys? And in this hour, that's what you will tell you. All the chips in that basket. Again, uh, we're very busy. You know, he didn't rebuke Martha. He just said, "Marriage chose the better part. So the sitting at the feet of the Lord, deep intimacy, having too much oil right now is where you want to be at. And you'll you'll start blowing through doorways. Destiny will happen way easier anyway, versus the working. A lot of times, logically, we feel like we have to make things happen, connect this, work hard here. And again, I'm I'm I'm, good. I'm all about hard work ethic. But oil blows you through doorways like never before. Oil being with the Lord. So they left to go buy more oil. The Bible says, "Buy." The secret place can be costly. That's what the Bible says. They came back, and the doorway was already shut. And, and this is that current I can feel the Lord's starting to set up to pull people to this higher place. And if we don't have oil right now, you can miss it. I'm not saying you lose your salvation, this and set the other, but we don't. We don't want to be close to that fence. Does that make sense? So yeah. So if you guys want to stand, we're ready to pray. <clears throat> to 32 that's my birthday am <laughs> 42 that's great Getting the graze the increase by the month thank you lord jesus thank you lord um do you want have, like a track or something or like a jam or whatever you kind of gotta worship music any of those games i hate for you to be on the keys the whole time <laughs> Jesus. Even recently, I won't go into it too too much for for time's sake, but uh, an encounter with the Lord was knocking from Revelation 3.20. It's uh, the Laodicean church where he's calling her to hear his voice and open the door. There's always a door there where there's intimacy. Go into your closet, shut the door behind you uh, of being with the Lord on unprecedented levels. and Not a legalistic thing, but a deep infatuation thing. So he's really calling for purity, intimacy, let the fruit, you know, be produced on its own. So, just begin to focus on the Lord. We're going to pray first corporately as you're looking at the Lord. I want to pray over that whole Gideon thing, that that seven-year completion, a prophetic completed window of oppression would break over over many of you. I believe it's hemmed many of you in to things with destiny where you cannot progress financially. Even cloudiness, since there's been a cloudiness over many of you where there just wasn't clarity, for that to break and be removed, for revelation to come. Thank you, Lord. And <clears throat> you know, I'm Joyce, Lisa, if you have anything, grab the mic. Just jump in, you know, it's always the case. Thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. You just begin to look at the Lord. Spirit. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven right now. Angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, breakthrough in this house, breakthrough in this region and in this state on a governmental level, over the nation. Right now just lift your hands to heaven and receive. God, I thank you for that Judges chapter 7, 20. The the spiritual trumpets will say be blown into the atmosphere over each and everyone right now. Oppression be broken in Jesus' name individually. The completion of that oppression come to an end right now in Jesus' name. All of it be broken off. Holy Spirit, breathe upon your people right now. over the church nationwide. Lift that oppression. Break fear in Jesus' name. I come against fear. Be broken off of you in the name of the Lord. Faith. Faith come. Love, joy, and faith. are for purity, intimacy. These oily ones, Lord, people that are so full of oil, lamps burning and filled with oil. Thank you for great grace to be with you like never before, a complete infatuation of the word, a new hunger for the word of God. That we turn off the volume of the, the noise in the world and turn up you. You turn up your voice and your presence. Oh yeah, I forgot my son, uh, Judah, in prayer saw a scale, the balance of scales, and he saw sand stacked up on one side. This is something to do with uh, injustice or imbalance scales against uh, somebody. I want to pray that I don't know if it's legal repercussions as well or something relationally, something with injustice and imbalanced scales. I'm going to pray into that. Again, when we lay hands on you guys. You're super accurate. You see stuff like this. We were just in uh, we? Maine. Yeah, you saw this vision of miscarriage and stuff like that. In Jesus' name, I come against injustice, the imbalanced scales with the Lord detests right now. i speak justice into this atmosphere. The justice of the Lord over your life right now, into those relationships, into those legal matters, contractual issues, financial uh, things that are hemmed up, justice be released right now. The promises of God that have been on delay because of injustice, the scales be balanced right now by the Spirit of God. And right now, I'm seeing communion cups just stacked all inside of each other. Is there something to a communion in this hour? I just want to encourage you guys to amp up communion. The the Lord said, uh, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. The symbolic act of taking his body and blood, I just saw the craziest thing. Stacks inside of each other, empty communion cups. Thank you for communion in this hour. Releasing healing and empowering your, your people. So I just saw the uh, initials ILT. I what that is be pressed into a shirt. somewhere it's something that means something to anybody. You can come get me or whatever. ILT. All caps. I'm working as ILT. Well, of a business. Ministry model and name. Yeah, just begin to sing in the Spirit to the Lord We welcome His presence and we'll get ready to pray. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, don't worry about the person next. You just begin to sing in the Spirit for a new song to the Lord. Spirit, there has just received the tangible glory of God all over this place, from the front to the back. Ora na Rista Rondo 33, Jeremiah 33, 3. I'll show you things which you know not. Mysteries and revelation. Unlocking of the revelatory realm. Right now, just, you want to put your hand on your body if you need healing, I'm going to pray personally, but also corporately right now. In Jesus' name, be healed by the power of God. Right now, receive the fire of the Holy Spirit. Be healed. I rebuke infirmity in this place right now. Lift and be gone. Cancer, die in Jesus' name. Migraine, headaches, right shoulder, be healed. Right shoulder, be healed. Just receive right now. Lower backs, be healed in Jesus' name. Tracers like in the eyes, tracers right now be healed in Jesus' name. Rambane, in name, in name, in name. Ia, Iana, Rostone, 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 Rostone. I don't begin to pray in the Holy Spirit Ramban Dei, Ramban, Dei. Ramban Dei. thank you for eyes to see increasing right now, eyes to see both naturally and in the spirit, dreams and visions, prophetic pictures increasing right now, thank you Lord, increase, make it vibrant and alive, I'm with you.